witty? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't try to be witty. It just happens. Uh, all right, gang. It, uh, it is a brand new year. A brand new show. Maybe. Yeah, sure. 297 of, uh, of the On Taking Pictures program. I have an idea. Uh, as we approach the uh, the big the big three hundred, which will likely not be that big, One, but two, three, that's another story. It's a month away. Um, I would like to to make some changes. I would like to call for some changes. Okay, what do you got? <clears throat> I would like to do a monthly Q and A show. Okay, last show of the month Q and A show. Because you like Q&A shows? I love the Q&A shows. I do so, too. It's interesting. Some people don't like them. Some listeners well, don't like them. All right. I, well, I know it's the show for us. And if we enjoy doing it, we should do the show. But you know. So then how about this? How about this? I got it. I got it. Last show of the month. Q&A show slash crit wall show. <clears throat> and we go into a little more detail than just, oh, I like that one. Oh, I didn't like that one. Okay. Right? Yeah. We talk about like what actually, let's, let's give some detailed feedback. Okay. How about that? Sure. Uh, maybe we could even use that, uh, the the <coughs> forecast stuff that I was talking about, Marco's little tool. Yeah. Where yeah. we can actually and, and insert add the, the pictures add in. The, the thumbnails to the, to the thing. Yeah, sure. Right. So if you're using Overcast on an iPhone, you can actually see the pictures as we're talking about them. Right. All right. So what yeah. do you think? I think Mix we can certainly try that. Sure. All right. So. Because uh, we, we have, uh, because we recorded the Q&A show that all of you listened to about a week and a half ago. Right. Uh, there were a few questions that came in after the wire, after we recorded. Right. Which we could get to today if we have time, but uh, uh, we could certainly hold on to them as well. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's, let's do that. Uh, as you can, as you can hear, <clears throat> both of us are a little, uh, little worse for wear yeah. a little under the weather why why did they say under the weather where'd that come from i think the weather was keeping you down i think that's what it was okay i don't know the weather is some uh, sort of sumo wrestler by the way uh tv show to watch <laughs> patriot on amazon have not seen it uh heard good things give it a shot uh anyway there's a scene where he's underneath people are t- you know holding him down and that made me think about under the weather yeah. Go ahead. uh i've not seen it I- i've heard it's good I watched the last season of Peaky Blinders, which I really like. Peaky Blinders, uh, the wife is a big fan. One of the more beautifully shot television shows currently on. There are a lot of those. Uh, this Patriot has some shots that I just stare at and I go, huh? Yeah. You know, like the, the, it, some cinematography now is getting to the point where it almost like takes you out of the story because it's distractingly good. You know what I mean? Like, it's, right. it's like, wow, that's a really beautiful composition. I wouldn't have thought, to, oh, oh, well, we're on to the next scene. Okay. Wait, right. what did he say in that last one? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a good way, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah, not yeah, like yeah. A, not like in a Jar Jar Binks kind of way. <sighs> Misa don't agree with you. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a little, little under the weather. Went to New Hampshire for Christmas, and it was cold, really cold, like yeah. negative Negative numbers, cold. Yeah. When, when when the thermometer owes me numbers, yeah. I don't want to be there. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you know going in that it was going to be quite that cold? No, I didn't think it was going to be that cold. Okay. Yeah. You've been but, up there before uh, in the wintertime, wintertime? Not like this, no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is uh, you know, my in-laws live in Vermont as well. And uh, 
you know, which is right next door to New Hampshire yep. for those of you who don't realize that. And, um, and it is quite cold there as well. And I always, I, I said to my mother-in-law once, I said, do you, do you like the cold? And she says, Oh God, no. And I said, then why do you live here? Right. It's very cold for very much. Well, like, you know, we were talking before the show, you, you go out in it and you're like, Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. But then like 10, 15 seconds goes by and a breeze kicks in. You're like, oh, this is the coldest I've ever been in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. We, we were walking home from a New Year's thing the other night and um, it, we had to walk, you know, seven blocks or something from from our friend's house. And there was a woman who was obviously very inebriated who just like sat down in front of a storefront that had been closed down. Just like, you right. know, like she was walking, stumbling and then just kind of like sat down and it was eight degrees outside. And that's eight degrees Fahrenheit for you international listeners. And I said, lady, you can't just sit down, right? Because if you fall asleep, you're going to die. You know, like she she didn't have a hat on, no gloves on, you know, like this coat half open. I was like, wow, this is this is dangerous cold. Get away from me, weirdo. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. I'll do whatever I want. Wait a minute. Was you? (laughs) (laughs) You think I couldn't pull that look off? <laughs> totally true. Uh, hey, uh, I need to thank some people. Okay, I need to thank a bunch of people. Oh boy, because uh, the 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 book went on sale. Photography oh, it did. Letter, I didn't realize now I available. Had. Okay, and uh, completely unexpected response. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has ordered. I'm trying to get them out. I have actually run out of shipping supplies because so many of you ordered the book. So thank you, thank you. Um, we are already having to kind of look at maybe getting a second run done sooner than we had planned. Cool. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, I, 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 that's all I can say. Is, do you, is, do you is, have a coupon code or anything you want to give to people or are nope, you are, no, nope, okay. Nope. <clears throat> Might right. do one later on, but, but right now it was just important to just get everything out. Um, there's a little video on the site. If you go to photography by the uh, or jeffreysedores.com, either way. Uh, there's a video flipping through the book so you can see what it looks like inside. Um, it, it just, it, it's 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 humbling. I am grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Like I said, I'm trying to get through of them, through the orders. Um, many of them will go out today. Um, I've got more shipping stuff coming, shipping supplies coming uh, tomorrow or maybe What's today? Tuesday? Either tomorrow or Thursday. I may just go get some stuff locally in the interim to to help fill these out. So they are coming. Thank you very much. Apologies for any delays that may happen. I didn't expect this kind of response. So thank you. PayPal. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna order uh, one right now as we speak. As we speak. As we speak. So um, yeah, kind of kind of neat. So no specific thank yous, just a general thank you to just a gen- it was, okay. yeah, just a general thank you to everyone who has okay. who has so kindly done it. And you know, it, it's gotten me thinking about about m- making things. Yeah. Um, and in fact, you want to move this mic thing up because I think this pertains yeah, to it. to both of us. You, By you the way, just... mine's ordered. Just ordered it. There we go. Boom. Okay. Didn't realize it was on sale. Go ahead. You um, just finished your three six five. Um, uh, yeah, well, I, I, I finished it, but I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, another fellow I follow on, on Instagram, um, Stephen Sheffield, uh, fantastic collage artist. He just finished one. He's going to keep going. Yeah. Um, and we, we got an email from, from a listener, Mick, hope we're not throwing you under the bus, Mick. 
I don't think we um, are. Let's see. Let me bring this up. Mick Buston. Uh, Mick writes, as, as Bill comes to the end of his 365 and Jeffrey is considering starting, I'd love to hear you discuss your approaches to this challenge. Bill, would love to know how you set out to find 365 subjects. How far <clears throat> ahead did you work? Percentage of friends <laughs> and family versus total strangers on the day. How many fell through? Uh, what you did in that case? How yeah. many were street portraits or ad hoc subjects you met along the way? Yeah. Do you use model releases? Wow, lots uh, of questions. Yeah, lots of stuff. So, uh, Jeffrey, same in reverse, really. How do you intend to approach the challenge? Do you have a wish list of things you want to do, learn, achieve, tackle ahead of time, or will you just make it up as you go along? Is there an objective that you will measure yourself against to prevent you phoning it in along the way? Okay. Do you, uh, so how do you want to do this? You want to take them one by one? Do you want to flip flop you and me? Do you want to? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just uh, I, I think maybe start out with with some 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 general thoughts about the the value of 365 projects. What did you, did you have something that you expected to get out of it? Um, no, no, I mean, not nothing specific. I mean, I, I know that in doing that much work, there's going to be stuff that, you know, you improve upon or, or stuff that comes out of it that you didn't expect or people you meet and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's really about putting stuff out into the world as opposed to, uh, uh, you know, instead of eating stuff, I want to make stuff to eat, you know? Um, and, and for me, it's, it's really sort of a, uh, almost like a creative cardio kind of thing, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm better when I'm busy. I'm better when I'm working. Um, so, so yeah, there's nothing specific that I want to get out of it. You know, you and I have talked a lot about starting projects with an eye on the results or, 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 or what's going to come out of it. If I do this, you know, yes. um, you know, I'm going to make this book and you know, I'm going to make this book, but before I made the book, it's like, well, how do I make money or whatever it is? It's like, well, that's not the way to go into making a book. Right. right. You know? Right. Um, and that, that's for me, that's a spiral. That that's a spiral waiting to happen. Right. If I right. if I look at the 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 potential result of a project before I've even considered the process of going through it, that's the easiest way in the world for me to talk myself out of doing it. Sure. And you and I have both um, gone back and forth in these cycles. I, I remember a number of times in the last God, how long have we known each other? Eight years. Yeah, since two thousand eight, <clears throat> I think. Okay, so almost ten years. Yeah. Um, that I, I, there are times when you are very much in the mode of, well, I'm just going to make stuff because I'm sick and tired of worrying about what's going to happen with it. And then there's other times where you stop and you go, I'm not going to do that unless I can figure out some way to right. make some money. Right. Yes. You, you oscillate very hard between those two. Um, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And and so so I get that. Um, I, I have kind of come firmly down on the side of. Anything that I've ever done that I've been proud of that has worked out that I've said, oh, I should do more of those have started as things that I didn't think about where it was going. Like the more I thought about where it was going, the less, the less successfully it got there. Right, right. Um, So I think, I think when you approach it that way, you tend to make, you tend to make different creative choices and you tend to set up different types of barriers between starting and finishing. Well, I think you're making an assumption of where it's going to go and it may not go there, but it may go somewhere equally as great or better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that in, in some ways, um, 
you know, aiming, you know, the goal oriented thing is such a strange thing. I think that there are people who need the goal, right? Need that end thing to, to aim towards like some sort of thing, like, uh, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire by age 30 or, you know what I mean? Those kinds of right. really type a people, um, for, for me, it, it, it never quite works that way, which is probably why I'm not a millionaire at age 43. Um, oh, 42, I'll be 43 in a couple of days. Um, but, but for me, it's, it's the day to day thing is actually better. Just knowing that, oh, I need to take a picture today and another one tomorrow and another thing. If you had said to me, you got to go meet almost 400 people and take their pictures in the next right. year. Well, that's well, the, crazy. One of the daunting. other sides of that though, Bill is, I mean, that's kind of your job. Yeah. Your job sure. is to take pictures. That's yep. your job. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and to, to hone your craft and to get better at your job i need to you gotta do, do your more. job yep yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's and, sort of and, like there's a little bit of a uh <clears throat> you know step one in being a maker or an artist or a photographer is to make stuff make art or or take pictures because if you're not right. doing that then you're not that thing you know what i mean yeah 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 sure uh, so so it's sort of like you know this is step one um so yeah, taking a lot of pictures i mean i don't make any money on the project which is the i mean the sort of you know well relatively don't make any money you know um i'm not doing it for the i'm not doing it for the for the for the cash i'm doing it for the lulls as they say right. um but well and, uh, it, and it builds a body of work oh sure it yeah, builds yeah. a I body mean, of work that you can point to and say right. i do this how about yeah. you let me do this for you yeah and and today yesterday uh i was making a list of things i had to do today and it's like okay i gotta shoot somebody i gotta you know do the show with jeffrey and another thing on my list today is, you know, pull out your favorite 30 from the last year and make a blog post about it or whatever. Um, right. So I'm going to do that today. You know, I'm going to pull out the ones that I really like that I think are really strong and 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 do something with those. So, yeah, absolutely. There's there's a body of work uh, involved there. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm spaced out for half a second there. Must be <laughs> the cold. <laughs> so moving forward, yeah. um, you know, one of the questions, and I think this applies to both of us, how do you intend to approach the next one i've i've never done a 365 because i've never seen i've never seen the value in it for me in the way i see it i think what's what's different this is this will be an unofficial 365 for me okay how um, does that mean what, what do you mean by that well it it means that i may start a piece but the process that i go through to get to the end of a piece it may not get finished in a day Oh, there, are, there are some pieces that, you know, if there are 20 layers of, of acrylic and it takes, you know, four hours between layers to dry, well, that's not real difficult to figure out. That's not going to get done in a 24-hour period. Right. So, so for you, you see it as just a way to force yourself to do something every day. Yes, it is. A, that's exactly what Whether it is. Whether or not it's completed, right. Yes. And, okay. and what I have chosen to do is to get back to process, to get back to method, to get back to what – my most prolific time was 2008, 2009, 2010, where I was exploring art as as a, a, a way of doing something, trying to figure out different physical or chemical or or applying analog and digital processes together. And that was when I had my sort of, you know, most explosive body of work. And I think if I can get back to that of trying new things, I want to try encaustic, I want to try you know, linoleum block. I want to try diff different approaches to getting color and line and form on paper or panels and see what comes out of that rather than saying, okay, well, 
I, uh, I have to use oils or I have to use acrylics or I have to, whatever the, the, the thing is, um, how do I blend photography and painting? How do I, how do I collaborate with other people and, and bring what I do into what they do or vice versa? Sure. That's what I want to, that's how I want to approach this 365 project rather than saying at the end of each business day, I have to have an Instagram shot up. Sure. Um, yeah, for me, if, if I don't, I see, I, okay. Can I go back a little bit and a yeah, little sure, history sure. thing of my stuff? Um, so th- this all started, I did a project two years before, and some of you know this, I did a project two or three years before I started 365 portraits in 2007, I did another daily project and it was, I guess it was November 23rd, no, November 5th, 2004, I guess it was something like that. Um, and it was because I was sitting here one day and I was depressed and I said, you know, you claim to be a, a, a person who codes some and takes pictures and writes music and does all these things, but you don't do enough of that. Like, you know, put up or shut up. And sure. so I started that day and started this, this daily project, which you can still see. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, and, and for me, that was entirely about just doing stuff every day, similar to what you're talking about. Right. Um, but, but I did have the, 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 the goal of, of actually finishing and posting something every day, because for me, after a year of doing this first one in 2004, 2005, I started one where I did weekly projects. And the idea was you post a finished thing at the end of the week, but they're larger things. You know, you write a one act play, you write a piece for string quartet, you do whatever it is. And while that one worked and I did that one too, um, I found myself not doing what it is that I was trying to do, which was to work on it a little bit each day during the week and then post it at the end of the week. I ended up like being lazy at the beginning of the week. And then (laughs) you 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 cram the night before. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and, And they came out, good. And I'm proud of a lot of those. In fact, one of them is the theme song to this show, but, but, but it, it wasn't as satisfying to me. The daily sure. thing like, is, is different to me, you know, like that's, it's better for my psyche if it's an everyday thing. Well, there, um, there is something about the daily practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whether that practice is five minutes or an hour or, or whatever it is, there is something that, that gives meaning to the practice in doing it daily. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's, it, it also changes the way you look at it. I mean, you can't, you know, if I look back on the last year, there's some that I love. There's some that I'm like, eh, about it, but that's, uh, that's entirely expected. I don't expect to love every single one of them if you sure. do it that much. Right. Um, but, but the, you know, the, the doing of taking of the pictures and the editing of the pictures, that part, there wasn't a single moment in the last year or other times that I've done this kind of thing where I was thinking, Oh God, this is this obligation I have to do. It's so daunt. You know, it's never that. I mean, there's the annoyance of having to schedule people, which to, to get to one of mixed questions, that's the hard part of doing my 365 is the fact that I need to find different people every day. And that's the hard part, the schedule. I mean, you know, it's like you think about the the annoyance it is scheduling people for for process driven or these kinds of things. You know, it's like right. it's it's just a nightmare. And then you know, you oh, we have a setup for Tuesday at nine a.m. Oh, 
And they, and then an hour before, oh, can we do it on Thursday? Well, I can't do it on Thursday. I have somebody else scheduled yeah, on Thursday. I forgot I have know? this. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, and, and if it's a daily thing, I can't just double book and move somebody over. It's like they were each day. Right. So there's that part of the scheduling is the most frustrating and annoying part. But in the same way that doing photography for a living, I don't like the business side of photography, but you have to do that in order to do the photography. See what I'm saying? Um, so the scheduling part becomes a requirement of it. Um, how are you going to, are you going to put any sort of structure on top of yourself of, Oh, I'm going to try to finish one of these in X amount of time. Or am I going to work on multiple? If, if your caustic is caustic thing is in caustic thing is not dried yet. Are you going to be working on something else or. Yeah, there will be multiple things going at once. What, what I would, what I would like to do is, is post daily progress reports. Sure. And maybe that's a photograph of something wherever it's at right then and there. Sure. Which you is know, actually maybe, probably interesting for you in the long term anyway to see how things progress. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, yesterday I was doing um some experimenting with uh I had I had an old Zoom that was yeah, not I saw that. working. Yeah. So I I took it apart and now I've got these these loose lens elements. And I was just doing a, a little bit of sort of free lensing, just putting those lenses in front of the lens of the camera and, and seeing what distortion was happening. And there's something there. I want to continue on with that and maybe do some figures or some, some maybe even some nudes or, or mm-hmm. some portraits. I don't know. But there's something in there that, that's interesting to me, um, letting the shadows go completely down and, and, and the grain and, and letting it be crunchy. Yeah. Um, You're just sticking this in front of your uh, Fuji? Uh, no, that w- those were actually iPhone shots. That's what I was asking. Okay, yeah, they look uh, like it. Yeah, in, in fact, Fuji News, I sold my 35.14. Oh, okay. So, to get the 35.2? Uh, I think that's what I'm going to do is get the 35.2. Faster. Um, I was kind of waffling on the 23 and the 35, but I really do. I've been using that that equivalent to a 50, basically, focal length for so many years, both analog and, and on my X-Pro. I really wider. like that that focal length. Oh, okay. So I have think you considered uh, uh, an adapter for your Nikon glass and just put that on there and just manually yeah, I've got, anyway? I've got one for, um, I've got a Nikon adapter and I've also got a Leica adapter. Oh, okay. Um, and, but you know, you, you don't get any of the autofocus information. You only get right, 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 exposure. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, and that's another kind of thing that's in the mix. There's a whole list of, of of sort of like an inspiration checklist. If I can't figure out something to do for that day, I've made myself a list of things to jump to try yeah. this. Yeah. 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 You yeah. Know, jump into this. Yeah. 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 Which, which is good. Um, yes. I, for it, me, especially. <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, I get it. Uh, I think I actually mentioned this a couple weeks ago too, is where if I'm shooting somebody and I'm like, God, I know this person's interesting and I could do something different or fun or something, you know, a little like go out of the box a little bit. Oh, I have this big folder full of stuff that I can look at and go, oh yeah, that's interesting. Let me try something, you know. Yeah, you need those things sometimes. You know, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of the old days of, you know, doing graphic design stuff, having those giant books of graphic design, you know, where you just flip through and you go, oh, that old logo from 1950 something is in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Does that ever feel like cheating to you? No. Okay. No, because it's going to run through. It's sort of like looking at, well, okay, so we haven't done the show since Christmas. I got two great books for Christmas. Okay. Uh, I got The Art of Mondo, which is 
amazing. If you have not seen any of the Mondo graphic design, the posters that they do for, for, you know, cult films and some of the classic films, um, fantastic book. I saw it in Paris and the French version, obviously. Uh, did you get it in French? No, 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 no. Adrian got it for me in English. Um, and then, uh, uh, also got Avedon's France, which is a phenomenal book on so many levels. Number one, it's Avedon who is, probably my favorite photographer what 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 What? um and it's it's laid out in such a way my only complaint with that book um is the physical size of it it's about 800 pages okay but 800 pages yeah yeah holy crap but it's small bill it's like a it's like maybe five by seven six by eight so is it hard to open um no, no, Wait, it's is not this bad. Avedon's France old world new look? Yes, yes. March seventh, two thousand seventeen. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's girl a, with the b- balloons on the cover. Yes, okay, yes. Yeah, I'll put it in the show. Um, lots of ephemera, scanned notes and letters that Avedon wrote, um, scanned uh, magazine spreads, and but but here's the thing, the 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 layout of the thing where there are photographs. A lot of the photographs are on glossy stock. The most most of the book is on is on a matte stock. Uh, or actually, I think it might be even be an uncoated stock. But then the photos, they look like contact prints of his eight by ten negatives, or contact prints of the two and a quarter negatives. Oh, and see. it would have been so amazing to see those at eight by ten, to see those full size. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then the resulting two and a quarters would actually be two and a quarter. As it is, they're a little smaller. That's my only my only gripe is that it's. And, and who knows? I mean, maybe it's, you know, the Avedon Foundation said, well, you know, you can use these, but you can't use them this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, maybe yeah, there's, there's something all those there. games that get played. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is a brilliant book and it's already gotten me kind of thinking about another print project, what comes next. But it it would be different than Photography by the Letter in that I would like to collaborate with one or more people and and pull back a little bit and be art director or or designer rather than having to come up with all the content. Right, right, right. Have other people make the content. Yes. <laughs> and let me just put it in a package. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. Just make them do it for free. You know, that's the new way. <laughs> yes. Would you please? Because I love working for nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, Avedon's France books. Yes. Uh, um, wait, where, how'd you get it? How'd you jump onto that? Christmas. Oh, we were Christmas. talking about books. What, what did you get? You, you, we haven't done a show since Christmas. Did you get anything amazing for Christmas that you that you um, like to share? I don't. We don't. Uh, we don't swap gifts. Okay. Um, and well, uh, we we get lots of gifts for the kids. And then did we you get buy us, anything? You were going to buy some LED lights. Did you end up getting those? Panels? I have not yet, but I'm I I plan to soon. I wanted to wait till the uh, year was over. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, the thing that the, 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 uh, we did get really nice set of knives from my mother and her husband, which, um, is, uh, these like nice Henkel knives. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, are good. And, uh, so now we had, we had a number of like really good other knives, but these are excellent knives. You know what I mean? So yeah. now it's a matter of finding people in my life who don't have a good kitchen knife to give them one of our hand-me-downs, you know? Right. Um, because you can't just put 10 inch kitchen knives on the street to have somebody take, <laughs> that probably, seems like a bad City, idea. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's the thing. Hey, um, we, we, you know, it's funny. I think, it, I don't know if we were recording yet, but I made the joke about how my new year's resolution is to not buy a lot of stuff, right. Uh, is, you know, buy less stuff. Um, 
But the one thing we're we're thinking of getting are some new bookshelves to consolidate all of our smaller bookshelves onto one large bookshelf along one oh, wall. Oh, uh-huh. You know, what do you uh, what do you have? A bunch of freestanding ones now. Uh, we like, have some like, freestanding ones. Yeah, a couple like little IKEA Billy ones, and then like this other old, very 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 old IKEA one that's sort of just uh, big horizontal slats with like a vertical thing on each side. You know, it's like this right, old right. school one um, that has most of my books. But we're gonna buy Alpha. You know, the stuff that they sell oh, yeah, at the container sure. store. Yeah, so there's they, a, they had the little the little baskets, right? Yeah, they do have baskets, but you can just get ones with shelves, and it's just one thing that goes along the top that bolts into. Basically, you have to put it into uh, uh, studs, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, and then these vertical things hang on it. And then the shelf things come off that. And they say it can hold hundreds of pounds. Wow. Which I know. Exactly. That's what I'm kind of thinking myself. Um, but or they your have wall a, caves in and, right, exactly. and buries you both. But they have a 33% sale right now. So this $600 setup we can get for like 380 bucks or something. So That's we're probably going to do a, a shelf. Um, yeah, didn't get, didn't get a whole lot of stuff, but I'm okay with that because- we have so much stuff in our house that it's like, oh, you know, right. um, getting rid of stuff. That's like my new thing. It's like, I want my life to be simpler. How do you deal? Let me ask you. I will get back to the, the 365 in one second because I have a lot to say about it. But while this is on my head, how do you deal with stuff that you know you don't need right now, but you know you're going to need in the next year or two? You know, the sort of like, ah, oh, this cable. I'm not using it right now. I should just throw it out. And then you're just like, no, there's going to be that one time when fielding comes home with their laptop um, and I know I have to plug it into this thing and I'm going to need that cable. Well, cables, I have a box of cables. Okay. And And that's that's easy. But, but in terms of stuff, you know, I did my big purge when I came here. Right. So there's not, when I came to the East coast. So there's not as much. I mean, I, I, you know, you've all heard the story. If you've listened to the show, I, I marked out a box on my, living room floor the size of my honda fit and whatever could fit inside the square came with me whatever couldn't got given away or or sold right right, so i don't have a lot of stuff per se yeah 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 so you did your good purge yes and it felt it felt amazing i mean there are some things that i that i miss right um i wish i would have you know shipped my sewing machine or my printer or yeah yeah yeah. you know there there are some tools that I'm missing that I'm going to have to repurchase. Yeah. What, wouldn't um, it kill you to ship that printer out here? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I know. You know that was, that was a very short sighted decision, but it, it just means that there's an opportunity to do something else. Yeah. 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 Anyway, sorry, sorry to derail. I just, uh, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Yeah. Um, it, the, the purge can be very powerful, man. It, it can, it can, <clears throat> it creates a new set of challenges and obstacles that you have to work within and around. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I do think it, it gives you an opportunity to, to do things a little differently than it's, you did before. It's definitely one of the advantages of living in a small city apartment is that you don't have room to collect a lot of stuff. Right. You know, at a certain point you have to get rid of stuff in order to bring new stuff in. Right. Um, and you know, no one ever died saying, wow, I'm really glad I had a lot of stuff. So it's, you know, now you not, guys were considering though, getting another place. Is that, is that kind of back burner? Are you well, still it's, it's, thinking you know, about it's that? It's always a, you know, if we can buy one eventually, you know, but right. You right. Know, do you have a million dollars? Would you go much bigger or would you, would no. you buy a place that's similar size? <laughs> We'd buy a place that's similar size. Yeah. yeah you don't right. go bigger unless I suddenly win the lotto. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Brooklyn, man. <laughs> right. Um, but Fair yeah. Point. Um, hey, let me ask you, there's a question here for you uh, on the list for you that I think is good. Uh, is there an objective measure, uh, an objective that you will measure yourself against to prevent yourself from phoning it in along the way? 
See, there's it's one of the advantages of having to actually finish each day is that like there has to be an end product. You know what I mean? Yes. So so how do you keep yourself from just saying, oh, I put a stroke on this thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I I crossed that T. I'm done. Yeah. Yes. Um, Three sixty five. Well, that, I think that's going to that's going to evolve along the way. You know, right. as I as I find a a a, a a process or a method or, or, or a, 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 you know, let, let's say for the sake of argument, uh, I, I, I decide that I, or discover rather that I really love, um, uh, line of cut printing. Yeah. Well then maybe, maybe, you know, uh, that's an easier thing to quantify because I can make smaller pieces or at least start and you can see that, oh, it's halfway done today and it's all the way done tomorrow and there are five prints done or 12 prints or whatever it is the third day. Right, right. Um, I think it's going to be trying to come up with with projects and processes that are sort of snapshotable, that I, that I can uh, document my way through and that there is a difference between you know, sort of like a little flip book, you know, yep. you can, you can flip. If you look at them individually, it doesn't look like anything's moving, but if you flip very rapidly, you know, the bird flies across the the page or something. Sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. so I think it's going to be one of the challenges is going to be coming up with, with projects that, that I can show the iterative nature of them. Yeah. You know, okay, from, okay. from so, one day to the next. Got it. Okay. Okay. So it's and, a and of- who knows, maybe, maybe I'll come up with something that, that I just, I get into a groove and I am able to do, you know, a small piece every day in conjunction with doing a larger version, Sure. you know, or maybe, maybe I do a watercolor study one day and then I start the larger final version of that in encaustic or acrylic or whatever the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that there is, there is some, some compare and contrast of, of where things start and where things finish and show a little bit of the iteration along the way. Yeah. 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 That's a good way of thinking about it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm open to suggestions. If you or, or any of the listeners out there have have suggestions, those of you who have done these kinds of projects, again, I'm coming at this uh, as very much a voyeur of, of, of all of your projects, watching your projects, because I've never done a daily. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to do you want to run through some of these questions or you want to not get that specific? Um, yeah, we can take a few of them. I don't want to, let's not spend the whole time talking no, no, no. about this. I think this, we can yeah. run and gun them. Yeah. If there, if there are some you have some thoughts on, dive in. Please. Uh, let's see. How far ahead did you work? Uh, some people were booked weeks ahead. Some people were booked the day before. Some people weren't booked at all. Um, but if, if you posted it that day, you oh, shot oh, it that day. Is oh, that if, right? I, if I posted it that day, I shot it that day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. It was shot that day. It was posted before I go to bed. My rule is it's not midnight because sometimes I'm shooting somebody you know, after dinner and then I want to work on it and I'm up till 3am working on it. So right. it goes up when I'm done with it, but I have to post it before I go to bed. Uh, sometimes I think, and I don't know, let me give you, let me you get your input on this because when you post it in the middle of the night, a big chunk of your audience is asleep. And if it's a timeline that is going off the bottom, would I be better off holding it, finishing it and then posting it at 11am the next day or whatever? What do you think of that? I, I think I think your your way of doing it is 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 spot Fine. on because okay. you know we've got listeners in so many different countries. You've All got followers right. in so many different True. countries. True. You know, if I think it should be relative to to where you're creating the work. Frankly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Percentage of friends, family, total strangers. I don't know. Maybe 
10% were friends and family. Um, uh, and the, and another 10% were people I had shot before or people from my original 365 project. I went up to the, to Bronx zoo and shot a guy named Nuno Santos, who was one of my subjects 10 years ago, who I spent, you know, a half an hour, 45 minutes with 10 years ago. And seeing him again was like, no, no. I mean, it was like, we, you know, best friends. You know what I mean? Like, even though we yeah, only spent yeah. 45 minutes a decade ago. Yeah. Um, so there there are those people who I guess are not strangers, but, you know, it's not like he's a good friend of mine. Um, how many fell through? What did you do in that case? Okay. This is, there's another question later where it said, uh, what anything you encountered outside of photography along the way that surprised, challenged, or pleased you? When I did this 10 years ago, people kept their appointments better than they do now. Hmm. And I think that there's a little bit of like now with phones and things, Jeffrey, I think people are a little more like loosey goosey with their, with their schedules in some way. Like they hmm. figure things are more flexible um, and will text you at the last minute to say they can't do it or, or something like that, which is really annoying because as I said, you know, I've scheduled this thing out. And so if you can't do it today, now I got to find somebody else to do it today. Um, so I'd say maybe that happened a dozen, two dozen times during the year. And usually when it did, I gave that, uh, that person one other shot, you know, and if they screwed me on that second shot, I was like, sorry, I've got to move on, you know, um, model releases, uh, this year I did not use model releases. Uh, I did the last time I did this mostly because I'm not selling these for commercial thing at all. This is just for art sake or in a book that I'm selling as art. So it's not, would you go, would you go sort of post facto if, if somebody came to you and said, Hey, you know what? This would be great for, I don't know, yeah. vitamin water or whatever. Yeah, I could, I could call the person and say, hey, somebody wants to use this picture. How about, you know, you and I go in on this? Uh, yeah, I could do that. But, I, you know, there's something about a model release, especially when you're trying to do it, take pictures of strangers, that creates a barrier. Yeah. You know, it becomes a, oh, I don't want to sign anything. You know, it's, it's bad enough trying to get somebody you've just met to give you five minutes to take their picture. Because when I do this, a lot of times, I mean, some of these were five minutes. Some of them were, you know, three hours, right? I mean, some people are people I sat down with and we did all kinds of fun stuff that involves setup and lots of lighting and all this kind of stuff and took tons of pictures. And some of them were, you know, a dozen pictures in five minutes or whatever. Um, the the last thing you need for somebody you're asking just to take their picture is to turn it into some sort of legal barrier, Um and I don't really need the the model release for what I'm doing with the pictures. Um, the blah, 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 blah. Do you have a list beforehand of the types of portraits, people, actual names you want to shoot during the year? Um, there were some people I wanted to shoot that I contacted and ended up shooting. There were some, but no. And the types of portraits, it depended on the person. If, if, if it was somebody who I knew could do something more fun and were willing to do something more fun, a lot of people are just not going to experiment very much. You know, just they're not that kind of person. Um, did the challenge meet my objectives? Sure. And, uh, how many will make in your professional book? I don't know. 20%, 15% maybe. Uh, I think there's a good 30 or 40 in there that I think are like really strong. So yeah. So there you go. Um, I think we answered most of your questions. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, Mick. Thank yeah. You. It's, um, <clears throat> It's a, it's, it is, it is a slightly daunting thing, but it's far less daunting than you think it's because, you know, a lot of people write us in, write into us, Jeffrey, and say, you know, oh, I tried to do a 365. I tried to do a daily thing and I gave up or I started taking pictures of my feet 
after six days or whatever. Um, and I guess, I guess, I mean, it is a large chunk of sort of attention that you have to give to it each day in some ways, especially with something like mine where it involves other people. If it doesn't involve other people, your thing is a little more like you can control it a lot more than I can control my side of things. Sure. Yeah. Just because there's less people involved. Um, the, yeah, the, the trick comes when it's days you're going to be traveling days. You're sick, you know, days you've got a ton of other crap to do for money. You know, those are the days where things get, tough and complex. Like in June, when I was flying all over the country for that, that thing I had to, I, you know, I'm sitting in an airport and I got to find somebody at an airport, you know, on my way to fly to Oregon or whatever that sucks, but you right. know, it's, you know, it's, it's life. Um, all right. Where photography is going. <laughs> Let's talk about this video game thing. Cause this is pretty neat. We, we've mentioned this before, but it's interesting how good their people are getting at this. Well, it, it's, yeah. I mean, there, there have, there have been sort of, quantum shifts in how good video games look over the past several years. And, yeah. and part of that is, is better and better engines that are, that are getting better at better, better and better at, at uh, looking at real world physics of, of radiosity and, and, you know, anisotropic filtering and, and, you know, making things look really amazing. And the dev teams are taking the time to, Make sure that the the geometry, the poly counts are high enough to where it doesn't look blocky. It doesn't yeah. look tessellated. It doesn't look, you know, video gamey. And that uncanny valley is is closing. We're pretty sliding rapidly. up the other side of it. Yeah, it's and creepy. Interesting article on Kotaku, which is one of the old school video game sites. Kotaku's been around for a long time. Um, and this this article, some of 2017's best video game screenshots, and as you know, I'm scrolling through these things going, you know, how would, how would people, if you didn't know this was a video game, would this qualify as photography for you? You know, that, that is a good question because what you're, it's not like these people are moving the lights around in the game and that kind of stuff. They're basically just saying, Oh, what that video game artist did was really pretty from this angle. I'm going to screenshot it essentially. Right. That's sort of the, 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 um, maybe in some of the open world things, I think you are sort of moving camera and you're moving your character to a particular spot in the scene right, and then right, screen right, right. capping it. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, I guess it's as close as available light photography is in real life. Um, that one shot of the, sort of a side shot of the like soldier on black. You know what I mean though? It's like a halfway down. Uh, I think oh, it's just uh, that would be uh, Nathan Drake from uncharted. Yes. Look at, look at the light on that. Th- like how beautiful they did the light on, on yeah. in that game. Like who yeah. are these people? How do these people design? And then two down from that, there's that crazy like warehouse looking thing, you know, where you're like kind of looking around the corner of this like big, like how do you even start building these things? It's insane. Yeah. It's just, it's just nuts. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty mind numbing how how good things have gotten over the past several years. I mean, you know, I, I I'm always, you know, I see these things and I kind of always go back to as as you do too. You know, Wolfenstein Wizardry. Yeah, you know, sure. and these these kind of games where oh, we were wizardry, thinking this is cutting not... edge, and it's 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 like looking at ASCII art by or comparison. Sama Blade. Um. Hey, what what is the bottom one? Like the Egyptian thing Do you know uh, that assassin's creed origins oh it looks that cool yeah it takes place in ancient egypt beautiful game oh man now is that is there a pc version of that game yes 
Mm. PC, Xbox, PS4. I keep meaning uh, to just install Windows on another drive just to be able to play with stuff on my yeah. my nine seventy. If you, be able if to you play click stuff. through Andy Cull's work, Andy Cull is the artist responsible for these things. Um, he's got a bunch of of these things on his Flickr page. Nope. Yep. 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 Look at that. Very, and I very think, cool. you know, you're, you're getting to a point now and, and kudos to like the technical directors and the art directors for, for really sort of ramping up the environments and, and the aesthetics of, of a game and making that, you know, equal to the story and the narrative and, and games are not just about running around shooting things anymore. You know, we're demanding more and more from them. Yeah, as we should, honestly. Yeah, sure. I mean, come on. I, th- I think that people have got. Th- it is. I mean, it's getting to the point where I, it, over over the over the break, I ended up spending some time taking the picture of this um, attorney who argues in front of the Supreme Court all the time, and I listened to a bunch of his arguments before I met him, so I'd have stuff to talk about. And um, one of his cases was about selling video games violent video games to minors, you know, like this was whatever, 10 years ago, you know, when the, when they were, this was like the big scary question. Right. Um, and, and part of the, the, like these legal arguments what involved whether a video game is a movie or whether it's creation by the player. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. basically whether you're along for the ride or whether you are actually a creator in this thing. And, and it kind of changed the way, the justices looked at the thing. And of course, if you're talking about doom, I see it as you're just a player running around shooting things, but they're getting to the point now and probably past it. I don't play enough games where the worlds are so big. You can go in so many different directions that almost like chaos theory takes over, you right. know, and, and my view of the game and my uh, 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 journey through it is different than yours is. And therefore, sure. Sure. you know, you are just as involved as the creators of the game. It's 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 kind of amazing that way. Well, apparently, I think it's in Assassin's Creed Origins. There is a mode where basically you're the gimbal of the camera, and you can go wherever you want in the world. Yeah, and and see the world taking place in real time. See, that's just <clears throat> nuts, right? That all that stuff can go on in one time, and I don't know how the hell they do these things. <laughs> I mean, it re- it's like you know when you and I, even when we talk about Squarespace or something, and we we say like, how do they make these? You know, the behind the scenes coding involved in actually making this work just kind of makes me think, yeah, I'm just it's way too far gone for me. <laughs> like, it's, right. you know, right. like I used to have skills that were useful. They're all gone now. They're, yeah. they're, nope. They've moved on. They moved past us. Uh, that's a good one. Um, large format video camera. Oh, I didn't see this one. Where'd you, what'd you, what is this thing you put in? So uh, this is this is kind of interesting. There, here's a guy that took. Um, uh, what is his name? Let me let me. Uh, Zev Hoover. Okay. <clears throat> uh, took a, a, an eight by 10 view camera, right? Yeah. And has the image projected on at the, at the back of the bellows instead of on a ground glass, the image is projected onto, uh, a white artist palette, which is like a very bright white matte surface. And then he's got a video camera with a 12 millimeter tilt shift applied. So to correct for the, 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 the distortion sure. shooting that back panel. So he's oh, shooting an sure. eight by 10 uh, projection of 
the light coming through this camera and the results are absolutely beautiful. He's not using an eight by 10 sensor, but he's sort of re-photographing almost like a, like they used to use front and rear projection in, in film before yeah, yeah. Uh, blue screen, that kind of a look. And it, and it gives it this really beautiful kind of, kind of painterly quality to the, to the video. It's actually really, really nice. Yeah. It ends up becoming, yeah, look at that. It's all the way like the, the bokeh and the, and the, and the, the, the way it's, Oh, look at that. Yeah. I mean, so he's able to rack focus as he's, as he's shooting this thing. Yeah. Cause he's just pulling and pushing the bellows to focus. Like he's right. just kind of manually doing that. Oh, that's really interesting. And he can play with basically tilt shifting video that way. Right. It feels, yeah, it, it feels very oldie timey, right? Yeah. He's also choosing to shoot when the light is really interesting and beautiful too. Uh, where the hell is he? Does it, does he say, is this, uh, in, uh, what's it called somewhere? Let me see. It almost looks like it's like Scandinavia. Yeah. He looks Scandinavian somehow. I don't actually know. Wow. Look at that. Where'd you find this? Um, I don't know. It just came up in YouTube. I was flipping around, looking at stuff, looking for new inspiration and it came up somewhere. I don't know what I was searching for. Design built and operated by Zev Hoover. See, that's kind of fun. Did you, um, and look, look at the, the pin, the comment that he pinned is from Philip Bloom, who's oh, huh. yeah, that's total a pretty rock good one. star in, in, in that world. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. As, as you know, you should, if you're going to, if you're going to pin somebody's comment, that's the one genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Zev's response to it. Holy crap. Now I can die happy. <laughs> oh, that's funny. The, uh, yeah, you like, you like the idea of taking multiple different things and kind of fiddling with them. Right. And like, trying, yes. like you were, even, we were saying the, the lens stuff you pulled apart. What lens did you pull apart by the way? Uh, it was an old Canon lens that I found in a box and I don't even know why I had it. Wasn't sharp enough for you. Probably not. Um, so I thought I'll just use that to my advantage. Um, and it just, it didn't work. So I, I got a little screwdriver and just, and you know, took the plate off the back and then just started fiddling with it until I could get some of the elements out to use and, and just started playing around with them. Now, knowing that you didn't need to put it back together again and could just, you know, mess around and pop things out. Could you understand how people fix these things or did it feel like it was some sort of crazy three-dimensional jigsaw puzzle that made no sense when you were pulling it apart? You know, I, I don't have that, that ability like my father did. My, my father could look at something and, and get the exploded view of it in his head and go, oh, okay, this goes here, this goes here, with engines and things primarily. Right, right, right. Um, I, I have to be very methodical of when I take something apart, I have to lay the parts out in reverse order so that I know how they go back together. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just yeah, don't, yeah. I don't, most of the time I don't think that way. Yeah. So in taking it apart, you know, some of these things are so small, these little parts and little gears and cogs and, and you know, tension bands and, 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 you know, gaskets and it's, it's all Greek to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was glad I didn't have to put it back together. <laughs> Did you find that certain elements were more useful than others? Um, yes. I only kept three elements, I think. And the rest were just, you know, they were, they were either repeating the, the, the functional, I tested them in front of the camera and they either looked the same. So I didn't need you know, multiple versions of them, or they didn't give me the kind of distortion that I was really kind of looking for. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, um, yeah, I, yeah, I should play with more freelancing stuff. That could be fun. 
something I haven't done in a while. By the way, I, I think I, because I was doing some long exposure shots the other day and the weird sound on my shutter, I think it happens during the first curtain. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then I can separate the first and second curtain if I do long exposures. And I'm, I have to do more tests because I was shooting and wasn't really doing it, but I, are they metal? The curtains in those, are they metal? I'm sh- probably, yeah. you know, they're big enough that I don't think cloth would work, you know? Right, right, right. Um, but so anyway, it's something going on in the first curtain again, still isn't affecting the pictures in any way. It's just sort of like a sound, you know, that it's making, it could be just that some piece of metal is, you know, slightly stretched or tired or, you know what I mean? Cold or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, might not be anything, but just has, to, has concern morphed into worry yet or are you still just kind of keeping an ear on it i'm keeping the ear on it i'm trying to shoot a little less you know what i mean like when in doubt don't take the picture as opposed do you have any other digital cameras now or is is the Uh, the no that's the only one i have i mean like i i still have a handful of uh canon lenses Mm -hmm. um so like you know the little digital rebel that fielding got years ago yeah the t does she have a t right or I T three eyes. I could like buy that. one of those bodies for $350 used. You know what I mean? And right. use the glass I have. If I wanted a carry around camera, that was just fine that it, I didn't mind if it died, you know, I could get that as my sort of camera. I carried on these things if I really wanted to and save the big one for things I cared about. Um, but, but for now I'm just going to keep shooting, you know, theoretically, I tell you, man, entry level cameras are amazing. nowadays. I looked at, we were at, target the other day yeah and i just kind of wandered through the the you know photo and electronics section yeah. and they had the they had the t oh gosh six i seven i whatever the latest one t six i i think touch screen on the back probably yeah yeah yeah. and the nikon d fifty six hundred. i want to say yeah incredible and the grip on the nikon is just this beautiful chunky like your fingers fit all the way around it and everything's touch sensitive and it just even at the entry level, it's 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 an amazing time to be a photographer, right? It, for, which is for what you get bang for the buck, right? Like if you told me six years ago I was going to buy the low end thing and have that as a backup, it'd be like, well, if I need it, you yeah. Know? Now it's like, okay, that's fine. I could use that, you know. Um, I am getting. I am very used to the crazy amount of like dynamic range and things that I get on my current camera that allows me to do things I wasn't able to do before, you know, without with less gear with me. Um, so I would miss that, but, but, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah, anyway, it's a little thing there. Um, okay. So I saw this YouTube thing. Yeah. Uh, so this is, this was true. This wasn't a, they were making it up or something like no, that. No, no, apparently it was true. So, um, there's <sighs> a, there's Paul. a guy, uh, Logan Paul is his name. YouTuber with 15 million followers on YouTube. Yep. <clears throat> Uh, the celebrity YouTuber, this is a, a, a Guardian article. The celebrity YouTuber Logan Paul has sparked outrage after posting a video showing the body of an apparent suicide victim in Japan. Uh, the 22-year-old American who has 15 million subscribers on YouTube was labeled as disrespectful and disgusting after he joked with his friends about discovering the body uh, in, oh gosh, Eogihara Forest? Yeah, pretty good. Notice, yeah. A notorious suicide spot at the base of Mount Fuji. Why is there the video, a notorious which, suicide spot, period, anywhere? Yeah, well, go it's ahead. awful. Uh, the video, which Paul posted on Sunday, received millions of views before it was removed. Um, da, 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 showed the body of a man whose identity is unknown. 
But uh, so they just uh, happen to go there and they see yeah, a dead yeah, yeah. body and they were like kind of like, hey, it's a dead body. Like yeah. That, a basically. member of his group is heard remarking that he doesn't feel good. Paul replies, what? You never stand next to a dead guy and then laughs. Um, OK. Gallows humor, um, but OK. I, I don't know you. Yeah. But that was a really douchey thing to do. Right. And your half hearted and backpedaling apology reeks. Yeah, I don't even it, it, it is so inauthentic. And I wrote in these in the, in the notes here when the desire to become Internet famous outweighs the ability to be human. Right. It might be time for some serious soul searching. Right. And I think this is part of the problem is everybody that's not everybody. Many people that are that are trying to be YouTube famous, their stock and trade is one upsmanship and they're yeah. trying to outdo everyone else yeah. out out sass, out gross, out shock, out whatever it is. And I think that's one of the big problems with, with what's happening on social media is for lack of any real content, it's, it's, it's become this sort of shock prank. Sure. Distasteful, disrespectful, you know, kind of humor. And, I don't know. I hope they ban him for good. Yeah, I. I mean, he he had the he had the gall to say uh, uh, that that he was trying to bring you know bring shine a light on on suicide prevention. I didn't do it for views. I get views. He says I did it because I thought I could make a positive ripple on the internet, not cause a monsoon of negativity. <laughs> That's never the intention. I intended to raise awareness for suicide and suicide prevention. Okay. That's, that's that's a, a line written by a PR person. For, yeah, that's yeah. a load of shit. If you watch the video, so right. uh, I have not watched the video. Don't really need to. I, you know what this reminds me of? This remind and and the new season of Black Mirror came out. I guess last week or the other yeah, day. Yeah. Um, and I've seen two or three episodes of Black Mirror in my life. I did. I think that they're very well done, but I did not enjoy them, so I don't watch that show. I don't know the show. Um, it's, it's a little twilight zoney, but mostly having to do with like slightly, uh, near future tech kind of things, you know, okay. where people are, you know, playing video games to get points so they can eat and like weird stuff right, like right, right. that. You know, it's like, is, is each episode its own self-contained story yes. or is it all part of a yeah, No, no, no. Arc? It's they're self-contained, yeah, which is okay. what a lot of people like about them. What, what I, what I don't like about them is that they, it feels too real to me in the sense that. No, this isn't some sort of scary tale. This is exactly what the reality of this is, essentially, you know, right. which are, other people go, yeah, that's the point. And I go, well, I don't need that. I'm depressed enough about the state of the world yeah, right. and the way things are going. But this is the kind of thing that they would have on there. Right. You know, yeah. this this star and millions of people watch him and he like makes fun of people killing themselves. And like, you know, then there's this rash of people killing themselves. And then you're just like, oh, for God's sakes, like, can we all just stop doing this crap to try to, as you said, one up yeah. each other? Well, and, and, you know, again, I don't know the kid, but it's one thing to to, to do what you did and, and react the way you did. But then yeah. it's another it's another thing to try and backpedal and go, well, that's not yeah. really what I meant. Right. You know you what? Go there and say, look, I, would ha- I handled this really badly. I'm a 20 year old yes. kid. Like yes. I've never seen a dead body before. This is the way I I came around it. It was stupid. It was dumb. I apologize. I'll try don't, to do better. Don't don't forward. lie on top of the right. on top of the other bullshit. Don't try to turn it into some big I'm an altruistic genius or something. Yeah, exactly. I got exactly. it. Yeah. I'm w- I'm with you, sister. Yeah. 
So anyway, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, I, I will tell you, I have I have blocked several words in uh, in my social feeds in in and I've I've unfollowed and and removed. And I'll tell you what, I am I am already much calmer. I'm already much less angsty about. Okay, let, uh, let me ask you a question about that though. Yeah. I I understand what you're doing. I agree with it. I myself have considered doing it. My worry is that if I sort of curate to the point where I'm only seeing stuff that makes me happy, then I'm just sort of closing myself off into a little bubble. I'm not, I'm not getting I'm rid of everything. Okay. I'm getting rid of certain keywords. If there are, if there are big things that are going on, I still right. follow enough people who will be talking about it that I will be aware of it. Okay. But don't, you don't I'm, want to share these keywords that you've, blocked. <clears throat> uh, no, I think if you've, if you've listened to the show, you probably know. <laughs> we have some idea of the keywords you're, <laughs> some of them blocking. Yeah. Trump GOP. Can, can I, can, uh, I, can you, uh, you could do, you did this in uh, like Twitter and stuff. Yeah. On, How, I did it in Tweetbot. You can mute uh, okay, certain okay. words. Okay. Um, and then, you know, unfollowed or, or, or uh, m- make hidden or mute in, in Instagram. Um, How much do they charge for Tweetbot now? Oh gosh. I don't know. I've, I've been Is a that user the one you actually have to time. pay for, right? Yeah. I, I got it on some deal and they just keep, you know, once you get it, you keep upgrading it. Um, uh, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna but have that's to one some. of the things that I've decided to work on this year is me and, and try and let go of, of some of the self doubt and, and get back to some of the confidence and, and get back to, to a younger version of myself in the way I saw my, I guess, abilities and, and contributions. Yeah. If that makes sense. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's it's funny in some ways we look back on the things that we did when we were younger and arguably less listened to, you know, when you had a smaller audience and you kind of go, God, I actually like that stuff better than I do when I have a big audience right. you know, or a medium sized audience in our case. Um, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um, oh, man, I want to go to Niagara Falls now. Have you ever been Isn't to Niagara beautiful? Falls? I've never been. Oh, it's I've really something. Uh, Washington Post has a, has an article. Niagara Falls is coated in ice, and it's absolutely jaw dropping. This is beautiful. Yeah, Niagara Falls is is you know if if it hadn't already been a tourist attraction par excellence, as it were, uh, before national parks were built, it would be a national park, right? Right. But it's just that it was already this sort of. Everyone go up there, commercialized sort of nightmare scenario kind of place. Um, is that and, what it's like now? Is it just like yeah, especially and on the well, it's like, yeah, it's lots of tourism. So that's you know where the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and you know all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lots of hotels and whatever. It's 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 you know you know what it is. It's like uh, what is that uh, the third Superman. Where they go, where they get married, they go to the honeymoon suite. Oh, right, right, right. The honeymoon and she falls suite, over he burns and he his hand him. and then comes clean about being Superman. Yeah, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Spoiler alert. Jeez. Okay, 30 years <laughs> later. Oh but yeah, 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 yeah. So it's basically just like it is in that movie. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but uh, it, it obviously gets very, very cold. This is up near Buffalo, New York. Um, it gets incredibly cold and everything froze over. Uh, of course, the the giant giant waterfalls don't freeze over but uh but the the rest of it all around it so it becomes this you know winter wonderland of of right. of beauty uh I'll put a link in the show notes winter wonderland 
Um, we're, we're at about an hour. Do you, do you want to keep this one short today? You want to answer? There were a couple questions that people had. Do you want to save those? What do you want to do? Um, up to you. I mean, it, you know, <clears throat> if we got them for that show, and we kind of missed them. We can, we can take a couple of them if you want. I don't, I don't want to keep going too long. My voice is starting to yeah, crackle okay. some more. Uh, the, you know, there's one that, uh, Jeff from Ohio sent us in a voicemail, which yep. uh, I think I could probably insert here. Hey guys, what's up? It's Jeff from Ohio been a minute or two since I called. Hey, I was catching up on some of my uh, podcast backlog and and, uh, a couple episodes back, Bill mentioned using um, DaVinci Resolve 14, the free version for video editing. And I have a daughter who is a makeup artist, aspiring, I guess you would call it. And um, she's wanting to start putting out some like YouTube videos and stuff like that. And just wondering if the, the DaVinci Resolve was something that uh, would be, you know, kind of intuitive enough to use for someone who's more of a, I don't know, a novice, I guess, or something like that. But anyway, what's your guys' opinions on uh, video editing software, if you have any? Um, I'd appreciate some comments. Resolve it w- originally was like a, a video color editor, sort of a grading tool, which they keep adding editing tools to, to the point where now it's a pretty darn solid editing uh, suite as well. Um, and you can go download it for free and use it for free and go to, I guess it's black magic design slash resolve or something like that. Um, and, uh, he asked if that would be a good thing for a novice to learn. I think it's a good thing for a novice to learn. I don't know that it's a easy thing for a novice to learn. It is not, this is not, you know, uh, iMovie. Um, but if, if you want to learn a very sort of traditional way of, thinking about media in a pool and, you know, having the two viewers up and, you know, cutting things into a timeline. It is all the standard stuff that the old final cut would have given you that premiere gives you that, you know, all those different tools give you. It is very Does similar. Does the free kind of version design. compare with those, with those tools, Bill? Uh, for the stuff that I use it for. Yes. Yeah. It's fine. It's I mean, for, for that kind of stuff, Jeffrey, where you're just like cutting and I'm going to, you know, slide, slide this over this and it's going to get a nice, uh, you know, a transition and, and I can cut this up and go down to, uh, single frames and I can do the audio and split the audio off and do all that stuff. It does all of that stuff. Mm. Um, it's, it's like any of those tools. Um, there were earlier versions were a little slow, especially if you had not the beefiest GPU, uh, 14 is much faster editing than the old ones were to the point where I don't install anything else right now. I mean, I don't do that much video, but any video right. that I do, I just use this. So yeah. I, I have realized that I, uh, I cannot go to a GTX 10 series without going to UEFI BIOS because they don't oh, work with true? legacy. Yeah. Really? So I may, well, in the interest of not wanting to build an entire new machine just to upgrade video cards right now, I may... <laughs> have to uh, look into a 970. So if any listeners out there have a, a line on a GTX 970 that you, uh, that you know of a good deal on one, please let me know. Podcast it on taking I've, pictures. I've got one and it works great. Do you, do you, uh, I, I do also did also notice that the Vega 56 and 64 are now native in the last version of Sierra and high Sierra. I think it's the same issue though, where it's UEFI ah, only. Okay. Now there is a UEFI BIOS you can install, right? We've talked about that for a few years. You yeah, just don't want to do it. Well, yeah, my board, it, it was, it was the first, it was the first kind of iteration of that. And I don't want it to break anything. Okay. 
Fair enough. You know, and if I can't go back successfully, then I'm yeah. I'm kind of hosed, and I force myself into building a new machine. Whereas even if I got a 970 and built a new machine, it's still the performance of the 970 is still somewhere between the the three and six gig 1060. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The 970 is still less power. Right. It's super fine though. Yeah. I mean, my 970, I'm very, very happy with it. Never, the fan never spins up. And I think I paid like 199 bucks for it. Remember what you and I, yeah, you got it at at micro center. I remember that. Yeah. It was a refurb at micro center about a year ago and I just popped it in. And if anything, it's a little better than my 760 that I had before that anyway, anyway, video. So if anybody's got one, let me know. Yeah. Um, let me see if there's one more good one. Oh, Alan Bailward had a question. Uh, uh, what do you, how do you guys organize your photos in collections in Lightroom? Do you use collections in, in Lightroom? Uh, no, I, I don't. Uh, and how do you organize your pictures like in general? And do you, uh, your folders? Year, year, month, day. Okay. So if you're looking for, uh, pictures of, you know, uh, pictures from that I took when we were camping in New Jersey or whatever it is, you, think about oh when was that what year was that and then go find i usually tag them when i go when i import them too oh okay okay i'll tag them with one tag just so like one top level tag camping yeah whatever yeah interesting okay but Uh, other than that it's like you know 2015-3-25 or something yeah yeah i always i i i understand the date thing my 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 sort of mental thing with the date thing is that the date is already in there implicitly as part of the metadata so why force the folder structure into that when I could just sort by date and get that structure? You see what I'm saying? Like the 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 the, the, yeah. the dates the dates baked in, so I might as well organize on my level at a different way. You know. So you um, would just do year and month, or just year? Well, so or just one big folder. One big folder. I, I mean, it, I it, this is a little bit different because I'm not using Lightroom all the time anymore. But my folders on my disk, there's there's client work then there's just people which is just normal portraits i take and then i do have a i have like trips and places so if it's you know inside of places is new york and inside of new york might be prospect park or the bronx zoo or central park or moma so if i know i oh, i want a picture from prospect park to use in this com- composite or something that's where i go to look for them um huh. and then i have a projects folder that will have inside of projects is 365-2017, say, for, for last year's thing. And then each each of those people are actually, because that is very much date-driven, those are 170101-somebody's name, right? You know what I mean? Like all the way down. Um, right. Right. Um, but that's only because the, those people's dates are very much connected to the project. You know what I mean? So I, so I keep those in order. But if you go look in my people folder, there will, might be a Jeffrey Sidoris section in there and under Jeffrey Sidoris folder, there might be a dated folder of like, oh, we took pictures on the 18th uh, of June in 2013 and then we took some two years later. You know what I mean? Like, so there's each shoot gets its own little folder inside the person folder. Uh, it sounds confusing. Well, it's like, I want pictures of Alan Bailward. I go to people, Alan Bailward, and then there's each shoot. You know what I mean? It's like right there. Um, but if you took pictures of Alan Bailward on the Brooklyn Bridge, how do you know whether to put oh, that, that would, on? That would go in Alan Bailward, not in places. Places is things that don't have any people in them. You know, huh. that's just sort of like, and places is like where I put stuff when I happen to take pictures in, you know, landscapey kind of stuff. You know, that's not on a trip or whatever. Um, okay. Okay. It's, 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 um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, everyone, the point is, is that everyone has their own little system, right? Um, 
And then to, to just answer Alan's question, I, if I do that, usually the edited finished version gets five stars and I will occasionally have a portfolio collection that I add stuff to of like, Oh yeah, this is good enough for the portfolio. And so it goes over here. Um, cause those are just sort of like meta collections as it were. Right. Um, but I, but I don't, uh, uh, I don't, uh, do any kind of crazy. I don't tag at all. Unlike you. Just because I don't, I found that it useless for me. Everyone right. gets their own way of doing this thing. The trick is being consistent, you know. So don't keep changing your system every five minutes. So that you right, know. Right, right, right. Um, in fact, I made a mistake last year on the first day of the year. In the folder structure, I named them seventeen zero one zero one space dash space the person's name. In this case, Barbara Jones. But when I named the file, when I went inside there and renamed all the files to, to her name, I didn't want the spaces in there, you know, because it's like, you know, annoying for the web and all the rest of it, even though I don't think it matters as much anymore. So I ended up doing 170101 underscore Barbara Jones, all one word, essentially underscore, and then have a, a image number. So I have this distinction between space dash space and underscore, depending on whether it's the folder name, or whatever Ugh. I did it accidentally. But then I was already bought in. So I'm like, nope, just going to leave it that way. You got you to gotta go with it. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah. so nice. for the last year, every single day, I'm like, damn it, I should just fix that. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, Alan, you have been posting some superb uh, uh, shots lately. The boudoir stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. Really good. He's a pro. He's uh, he's really good at that stuff. Um. All right, let's go. Let's uh, keep it short. Let's go to the let's go to the group. We didn't give him an assignment last week, but we gave no. him an assignment two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Um, which, which monochrome was was the assignment? People dug it. Yeah, well, people. Yeah, I, man, that Bobby Ellis picture of the of the of the, the elephants can't go wrong. Wow, Richard Hainsworth, that's a nice shot. Is that fog or long exposure water? It's got to be. Hold on, where are we at? The the posts coming out of I'm assuming water. Maybe it's a really long exposure. Oh oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah. yeah it looks like long exposure. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Oh Tim Schuff's shooting his dad. That's nice. Millie's really? Millie's yeah. on the subway with some guy who's exhausted. Yeah, he's just like well, I'm just sleeping. That guy looks like how I feel right now. Ooh, nice one, uh, David Shaw. The pen on the on the paper, very nice. Yeah, I like that flip the, of contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, John Dilworth, little back view of of the legend Louis Mendez. I know, man. He's he, that man's everywhere. Every time I turn around, he's standing there. Yeah. Uh, Mitch Sevier's uh, trying the uh, dual tone uh, stuff too. Look at that. Yeah, I like that. Man, people um, people like black and white. Apparently, black and white's good. So so I think for for 2018, let's just make monochrome every every show. <laughs> Uh, keep I, it going. I like Penny Brooks picture of the outside with the snow. I, I kind of like that square one. Oh yeah. With the it's stairs nice coming down. To the, it. Where is yeah. that? I wonder. Can you, uh, don't know. Is there, wait, can we, There's how like do you get skyway. more information on things? Hmm. Skyway yeah. always reminds me of that replacement song about Minneapolis. I don't know. It. I don't know it. Doesn't work at all. Like a subway. Huh? It's got uh, Carl Strohmeyer. Love yep. that. Let me see. Where's that little? Uh, oh uh, yeah, looks like fungus, uh, fungi, fungi. That looks like a real fun guy, right? Ken uh, Larman, nice. Yeah, uh, Keith with the with the uh, North Carolina foothills snow. It's nice too. 
So yeah, people uh, killed COVID. it. Look at that. I would like to know, listeners, what is your preferred method of black and white conversion? Ah, Do you use one. a preset in camera? Do you use software and post? Podcast it on takingpictures.com. And please include why. Why do you convert to black and white the way that you do? Oh, I like uh, I like John Dilworth's uh, Tatsuo Suzuki. Wait, See that, that one? Uh, old guy on uh, on the uh, <laughs> more monochrome, more Tatsuo Suzuki. Old guy on the subway looking past a woman. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really nice. Yeah, you know, I'd be interested to hear what people do too. You you use a plugin or what do you use? Um, it depends if I'm shooting with my X pro, I really like the in-camera, uh, black and white, um, on the iPhone, I will do one of three things. I'll either use Snapseed or photograph, but lately I've been using an app called Blackie, B-L-A-C-K-I-E. And it is only monochrome. You can, you, there are different film simulations there. You can save presets and then there are, uh, the, 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 the controls you would get in a dark room, you know, that kind of dodge and burn. Yeah, 99 and, cents. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, I like that quite a bit. I okay. Use it that gets medium reviews. What is, Oh, too slow. Very slow for a pay, uh, for a paid app. Do you find that it's slow or that it freezes? Somebody else. Um, I've not that. found that it freezes. Um, it is slow to save photos sometimes. Okay. Um, but you also maybe maybe it's saving the original and the processed image. Right, right. Know. Okay. And and how um, does it, uh, what does it do that just the black and white mode in the regular camera wouldn't do? Does it give you that many different effects, like modifiers? Um, for- not really. I just, I just like the way it works. I also use Darkroom. That's another okay. one I got that. Sean Tucker turned me onto that. And, sure. and I like that one a lot because again, it's got these, these sort of traditional Darkroom-esque controls. Um, you know, I like having a little bit of slider control over things. I don't want to just apply a one touch and then go. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Blackie. I'll add a I'll add a link to the show notes. That's kind of cool. Um and you said Darkroom was the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Darkroom's dollar ninety nine, two ninety nine, something. Yeah, like this that. one is uh is a single uh single buck. Ninety nine ninety nine yeah, okay. cents. Um a new economy. Yeah, I know, right? Uh where did uh, where did my things go? Oh, there we go. Back to the group. Benjamin Brown. Oh, I, I saw this on the uh, National Gallery, Victoria, Melbourne, Australia, Ron. Uh, I saw this, on, I think it was in Juxtapose magazine. I like his stuff. I don't, I don't know how you pronounce his name. M-U-E-C-K. Muk? 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 I don't okay. know. Anyway, uh, he does the, the, the hyper real large and small figures. Oh, okay. Sure. Um, really like his stuff. Liked him for a long time. There's one of his picture or one of his sculptures in the Hirshhorn right there at the top of the stairs. Um, and if you, if you click on, on that link, you'll see his work. He plays with scale in a way that's just really fascinating to me. Builds all these things out of like, you know, fiberglass and, and, and oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know that stuff. The, um, I just wish I knew how to pronounce his name correctly. I also like, so Ron, uh, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, Kent did a good job on that, that picture of the beautiful blonde woman, like in the, uh, sitting on like a, in a Jeep or something in a, in a hangar. It's a nice shot. Yep. You see that one? Uh, yep. He's also got one of a. Tattooed girl in a corset. That's kind of cool. a heck of a photographer. Yeah, he's, he's good. Um, and a very a good, good friend. Stuff. Uh, all right. Well, people did killed it on Monaco. It just keeps going. It like goes on and yeah. on for hours. Yeah. Holy well, cow! Make people, yourself geez. a cup of tea or something, and and see what's what. Uh, all right. What else you got? Uh, I think that's you, it for that. 
Okay, so what's uh what's uh what's this week again? How about startup? Startup. Start me up. Right. Do you remember when that was a big deal when Microsoft got the Rolling Stones to let them use start start me up? Uh not really. What was it for? For what Windows ninety five? Because they were oh, the start 95? menu. Oh. Were you a Win- were you still were you a Mac guy at the time? No, I was Windows then. Right. I, I was Windows through XP. I didn't go back to Mac until I, I was on Mac and then went to Windows for the 95, 98 XP years and then went back to the Mac. Right. Okay. So sim- uh, I was Windows all the way up till Windows 7, I guess it was. So it was like, mm-hmm. I was thinking about it. I think it was 28 years ago that I switched over to a Hackintosh and have been using, used one for a couple Wait, of years. Year- no, eight years ago. Eight years. Yeah. Oh, Okay. You started 20 2010. years ago. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It was 2010, eight <laughs> years ago. Um, and then built ours, you know, the ones you and I built in six month time or whatever. Right. Uh, that we still use. Yeah, I, I wish thinking, Ram would go down. I'd like to build another one. It's, but it's really expensive. Ram is still super expensive. Uh, I, I honestly think like if, 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 you know, if I make some decent money in the new year and need to spend some money on stuff, you know, if buy a new, 5k iMac like topped out you know for $3,500 or whatever you know like the regular 5k or the regular no I don't need the pro um and then if I really need it spend $350 on an external Thunderbolt 3 GPU box you know what I mean and stick my 970 man I think that's the way to go save yourself you know because I only I don't need the GPU for gaming I need it for just as 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 like a processor in which case the Thunderbolt 3 works fine right so anyway you could totally do that. And here's the scary thing, Jeffrey, that if this computer's lasted me for five and a half years, right? Right. That could conceivably be my last like normal desktop paradigm computer because in five years, who knows where we're going to be? Yeah, no kidding. I played with uh, one of those Microsoft Surfaces in a mall last week. The big one. The, the ones the, with the tilty, flippy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's a big screen. It um, is big. I, I found the, almost not the high response resonance. time a little sluggish. Yes, it was a little sluggish, but- Another couple versions of that, you know, yeah. it's like, I don't know, man, you know, it, and people talk, oh, well, you could use an iPad Pro. Yeah. But, you know, even the big iPad Pro is a 12 inch screen. Really? Right. That, you know, that's the best I can get is 12 inches. I'm not going to work on that. Get, I get any bigger than that. You know, right. Um, Looks like a, a midline 27 with with only a, a 16 gig memory upgrade. Twenty two hundred. Right. I was thinking the i7 with a one terabyte SSD stock RAM and I'd update it to upgrade it to 32 externally. It came out to about 3,300 or something, which yeah, you, is not the end of the, the midline world. with the 4.2 i7, 32 yeah. gigs of RAM from Apple and a one terabyte SSD. 35? 36. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So, I mean, but that computer, if it lasted you for five years, what dollar a day, you know what I mean? Like $2 a day. Or whatever right. it works out to be, like, come on, that's not that bad, um, and would last for years theoretically. I wish they sold Apple Care for like a five year thing. Just I'll just I'll pay for it, you know. Just fix this if it dies. Anyway, uh, so this is photographer of the week is uh, Ooh, this is uh, a name. yeah, uh, Penti Samalati Samalati, yeah, via the Peter Fetterman Gallery. Yeah. And, uh, you know, kind of keeping with our monochrome assignment from last week, uh, all black and white work, different kinds of work. Some of it's still life. Some of it's, uh, you know, what you would maybe term landscape or nature. 
Oh, I like that. Um, oh, God, that one. There's this Atlantic one, uh, the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, look at that. That's beautiful. Uh, it's on the, oh, yeah, uh, the Atlantic Portugal. Beautiful. Yeah, look at that. Holy cow. And I like the slight tone on that. Yeah, you know, agreed. instead of just a straight black and white, like a, it's it's the gelatin silver, but it's almost got like this sort of selenium little warmth yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this so, is really nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, has been photographing the world. Rem- uh, born 1950, uh, Samalati has been photographing the world around him with a poetic eye since the age of 11. Um, at the age of nine, he visited the Family of Man exhibition in the Helsinki Art Hall, confirming at a young age his photographic path in life. Featured in solo exhibitions by the age of 21, Samalati continued to exhibit and teach at the Helsinki University of Art and Design until receiving the Finnish state's 15-year artist grant in 1991. He describes himself as a nomad who enjoys the nature of the great north, the darkness, the cold, and the sea, which is brilliantly portrayed in his work, by the way. Uh, Samalati is a master craftsman, carefully toning his prints to create a poetic atmosphere of desolate silence. Uh, Honored to be included among the 100 favorite Photographs in the personal collection of Henri Cartier-Bresson, which was the inaugural exhibition for the Foundation Henri Cartier-Bresson in 2003. Since 1979, he's published 13 books in portfolio, has received awards such as the uh, Samuel, oh my God, I'm going to butcher that. What would you, uh, Paulo Harju <laughs> Prize of the Finnish Literature Society. Um, prizes for photography, blah, 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 the list goes on. So, um, and as you know, you've a, been in the cold a lot, so you, you know yeah. what it's like. Well, there is something beautiful about the cold. And if you've got the right gear, you know, to withstand it. Sure. Sure. Fine. Yeah. Um, I, I just did not. My subject know? for today is a man who lives up near Calgary. And so mm. I was talking to him about the coat that he uses, you know, cause a lot of people like those Canada goose coats, you know, but they right, cost like right. $600 or whatever the hell they are. And he has a similar sort of like this sort of light ski coat, but somehow it's got enough stuff in it that it's insulate, well insulating, you know, but it's oh, huh. a similar kind of price. And I'm like, too rich for my blood. Um, Look at that second lens culture link, please. Yeah. The, the, the one, uh, what's it called? The one sheep or the sh- sheep in the thing of sheep. Uh, is, it that, is that link? No. Scroll down. Second one. The, the, the motorcycle with the, with the dogs all around and the one oh, dog oh, just yeah, sitting yeah, yeah, proudly yeah. on yep. the, on the yep. seat. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I saw that. I just went by this. I saw that and I thought, man, have we talked about this guy before? Because I feel like I've seen that picture before hmm. in a, in a way that we may have brought him up before. Maybe. Look at that crazy yeah. motorcycle with the fat tires and the skis on the side. Nuts, right? The fact that that actually works is nuts. So yeah, there you go. You ever drive a snowmobile? Uh, no, no, I never have. It's a weird sensation. I would like to give it a try but for the fact that you have to drive it in the snow and I don't like being cold. <laughs> That's what I, anybody ever talks about skiing. I was like, wait, so you're going to pay to be cold and wet while going too fast to be able to stop and hurt yourself. And well, but your this is up. the thing, right? In, in, in California, I have memories of, of, you know, skiing in jeans and a t-shirt. Right. Well, that's a whole, that's your Jeffrey. California's a dream. It doesn't actually it's, exist. It seems like it. It seems like it. <laughs> So far away. <laughs> and then now they're selling weed there legally as of yesterday. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So, so now what is that? Colorado, California, and... Good uh, uh, Not Vermont. Uh, is, is, is Oregon legal state throughout? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And I don't think anybody who would know is going to answer already. <laughs> it's right. going to write it. 
Oh, I should totally write into them. What was I going to do? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, thank you, Patty, for sending uh, this person in. Yeah, good is, stuff. Thanks, Patty. Yeah. Uh, I will put links in the show notes to all of the links that Jeffrey put in here. Um, you know, the person I was going to use, which I'll put in for next week, um, is, is, is an artist who occasionally uses photography. So I thought sometimes, is it, is it the one right here that, that you have listed above future? No, 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 no. A, a different okay. person. Uh, okay. so I will, I will put her in and, and it's a woman, which is always, uh, good to highlight as many of the ladies as we can. Cause sure. They get short shift. Um, got anything else? I have nothing else. You should go I'm drink go some, make tea. some tea and, uh, and figure out what sort of massively creative project I can do today and uh, try and get to the post office and get all of these things uh, mailed off. So you're telling me I have to wait to get my book that I just ordered. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I'm, I may just go and get more padded envelopes locally. Uh, uh, do you order, order from uh, what's it called? What's the company? Uline. Uline. Yeah. No, I ordered from Amazon. It was a better price and faster shipping. Okay. I like those Uline people. Uh, yeah. They, I ordered some tubes stuff. from them one day, some mailing tubes, and I called at like, I don't know, seven o'clock, and the lady was like, uh, yeah, well, you know, if you want to, if we can finish this order in the next seven minutes, like, I can get it out to you tonight. It'll be there tomorrow for free. Nice. And I was like, okay, sure. Well, I'll take it. Quit jabbering then, missy. Yeah. Take my credit card number. Uh, podcast at ontakingpictures.com if you'd like to send us an email, uh, 347-687-9411 if you'd like to leave us a voicemail. And of course, uh, Jeffrey and I are on Instagram and Twitter at Bill Wadman at Jeffrey Sidoris, E R Y double D and Sidoris. And and Uh, hey, uh, if there are things that you'd like to see upcoming topics that you'd like to talk about, uh, if you'd like to get in on 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 the uh, you know the discussion, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We love getting email. Yeah, we got a. There's a few more topics too in the uh, in the Q and A file that we can bring up as fun things to talk about. So. Plenty Perfect. of stuff to discuss. Uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you all uh, next week. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. Have a great beginning of the new year. Yeah, go take some pictures. Talk to you soon. Going on and on the way we are for so long. To any fool, it's plain to see something. This way, say what you want to say.